Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Get More Frank podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. And hey, if this is your first time listening, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you found any value whatsoever in this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would take a screenshot of however you're listening to this on your phone, on your iPad, in your car, it doesn't matter. Take a screenshot, take a picture of the episode and post about it on social media. Hey, today's episode is from my show on CBT News called Straight to the Point with Frank J. Lopes. If you're not subscribing to CBT News, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you waiting for? Get over there right now, cbtnews.com and hit that subscribe button. But on today's episode, Brian Kramer, is my guest. He's the general manager of Jermaine Toyota in Naples, Florida. And we talk about if dealers should be celebrating their wins. We also talk about digital retailing and how to implement a new strategy in your dealership. So here we go, Brian Kramer and me on the Get More Frank podcast. Let's go. It's time to get even more Frank. More Frank. On the Get More Frank podcast with sales strategist, performance coach, marketing expert, and best-selling author, Frank, Frank Lopes. Our guest today is the one and only Brian Kramer, general manager of Jermaine Toyota in Naples. Brian Kramer, should dealers be celebrating these big wins right now, or is the automotive industry just on steroids? I think that they should be celebrating the wins because there's some amazing individual performances. Even though everybody's doing an amazing job right now, there's a lot of it that is skill. And I think a lot of it was the discipline that got us to this point, but we can't ever take it for granted because you and I've been in this business for a long time. What goes up must come down. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Get more Frank. What do GMs and dealers need to be working on right now to prepare for the next season of our industry? I would say that we need to be working on the same things we were working on in April and May of 2020. The same things that we were working on, which I feel like the industry made such progress during those two months or three months. And then all of a sudden when things started opening up and you could go back into showrooms and transact and we didn't have to take the cars to the customers, that all that stopped. I would say put the throttle down and there's a few key pain points that the customers don't like. And if you think about when you go to a doctor's office now, you know, I've, I've had my last three or four doctor's appointments virtual. I don't know if I want to go back in. I'm going to have to wait. You guys are going to be talking about something yeah. BS and behind the counter. You're going to put me in a little room for 15 minutes with nothing to do. Not communicating with me. Tell me what's going on yeah. because they don't have, and, and like with us, we do, you know, 70 to hundred remote deals a month. And as we're doing those, those are so much more efficient because it's so planned out. It's not reactive. We have to be proactive and the customer's really in control and the customer obviously prefers that, but so do the salespeople. The salespeople know that it's only gonna be this amount of time. So most of the inefficiencies of not being able to retail or virtual retail are our own doing. So I would say that that is one of them. The other one is we gotta figure out how to appraise cars sight unseen like Carvana and Vroom do. And it's a major hurdle that they make so simple and really the simplicity of it is this i was on a shareholders call for one of those retailers the other night and, and i own shares in different uh, entities mm -hmm. so i can attend their shareholder calls and as i'm listening to it they say you know why uh, legacy car dealers are never going to be able to compete with us because they look at every single transaction as it's got to be a win and there's no such thing as a negative deal because it's like a ego 
hit, right? Right. They look at it on an aggregate level. So eight to 12% of their total retail sales should be losers. And if it gets off of that variance, that hits the alarm bells. They're looking at it as such a huge law of abundance when it comes to acquiring trades. And they look at it as, okay, so if it dips below that or goes above that, we need to acquire more trades. We get so hung up, I don't care what that thing says. And we, we sacrifice our brand values. We advertise, we'll buy your car, even if you don't buy one from us. And KBB, Instant Cash Offer, AccuTrade, or whoever the, the product is, says it's worth this. But then there's so many used car managers in the industry that'll say, I don't care what that thing says, it's not worth it. It's, I know it's just the way they describe it, and they drove two hours to get here, and we told them we would, but that thing's not going to bring that at, at Mannheim. So we're going to have to back it down another two grand. And then that friction occurs. And then everything else, the salespeople aren't bought into it. So we really got to fix that. And then the third thing we got to fix is how do we remotely, virtually deliver vehicles, regardless of showroom, so that it's no different in the F&I world, however the customer wants to transact. What's up, guys? It's Mark Nellis, the chief at Bill Knight Lincoln Volvo in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it's time to get more frank. How do you get them on the same page of realizing that the game is great right now, but you're only as successful as the last successful act that you actually accomplished, and that's done? We talk about other outside-the-industry examples, Uber and Yellow Cab. What happened with that? And we're constantly having those conversations. When they see what happened in other industries, it's just a matter of time before it happens to this one. So we want to be way out in front of it, and we want to innovate. And Whatever comes at us, we want to be prepared for it before it ever happens. Wendell Hardy is my general sales manager. You try BSing him and blowing smoke and sunshine at him, it's not happening, right? And sometimes I don't know if what I'm thinking is right, Half the time he is, half the time I am. When we were trying to figure out how to appraise cars sight unseen, he goes, I just don't know because of this and this and this. But I said, let's just try 500 appraisals with this system, 500 with this system. They weren't all exact, you know, but the biggest variance, except for a few, was 500 bucks. Even though it's not perfect, maybe there's somewhere we win and somewhere we lose. But he goes, I'm going to err on the side of speed and the customer. I don't think $500 is worth losing a deal over either. No, or even just the friction to the salespeople and not getting the customer in or pontificating about that 500 bucks. Yeah, you just move on. This This is the Get More Frank Podcast. Podcast. Explain to me that that sight unseen appraisal because you've got a ton of used car managers right now that are like, appraise a car sight unseen. Like, I'm not doing that, forget it. And a lot of that in their mind, I believe, is because of the fact that if it's appraised wrong, it's gonna affect the gross, which is gonna affect the net, which is gonna affect their pay. So how do we get around the appraisal sight unseen? Well, everything you just said was on my mind, every manager's mind, right? And, And that's the reason why it even took us so long to do it. Crisis ends up creating all kinds of opportunities. I say we just let the salespeople appraise cars. And everybody goes, whoa, that's a little. And I said, well, they're going to make mistakes. Used car managers make mistakes. I could sit there and say every single car, when Wendell has to approve the recon versus what we appraised it for, there's always a variance, right? And it's it's never perfect. We just need to get better and quit focusing on being perfect because none of us are perfect. If you think about Amazon, they don't even question if you return something. Give us a reason, but if you don't, we're going to take it back anyway. We're not even going to question you because we value you as a customer. Uh But I think that's really where Carvana is getting us and these other online retailers, CarMax, you know, they've been the master of it for years. They build all that trust because they just give the customer what they want. And then the law of reciprocity, which is what we're seeing. When you just are nice to people, you don't try to hold back 20% on the trade and you just give them what the trade is worth. Not just saying you're going to do that, but when you really do it and you plant that flag in the, in the ground, you got to stand behind it. And we're not going to make a claim that we're not going to stand behind. 
And some of them are a little bit harder to stand behind than you think, especially when there's the temptation that, oh, but I can make money on this person. Uh-huh. You know, forget about that. Our team is phenomenal at sticking to their guns. Even when it's tempting, it all comes down to trust and trust in each other that none of us are going to deviate from it and that I can count on the person next to me. They can count on me no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how challenging it gets. The key to all of this working is having competence and character trust. 7MS, the seven-minute setup by Frank J. Lopes, was tagged as one of the seven best investments you can make by Forbes magazine. Yeah, Forbes magazine. Grab it today on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold online. You're still doing 70 to 100 remote deals a month. What do you say to the dealer who's sitting there right now saying, that's too hard. I don't want to do it. The customers don't want us coming to their house. What do you say to that dealer who's poo-pooing on the home delivery? What I would say to them is it's incredibly hard. It takes a lot of fortitude in your stomach to weather that storm. I've got amazing, talented people. And even our team pushed back. And, and many times I questioned, is this worth it? Do I tap out now? And I think that in retrospect, trying to get everybody to do it all the exact same time is not the way to do it. Like with the salesperson uh, appraisals, you, you take one or two people and you let them pilot it so that if it blows up, everybody can't say, see, I told you this wasn't going to work. Like you said earlier, they have to buy in. They have to believe it without me around. If I'm out of town, they have to believe it. And in many cases, they believe it now stronger than I do. Took two of the top salespeople off the floor. And I said, are these guys going to be prepared? So I was just going to give all the remote deals to those two, which is what we did initially. They're, it tanked. Everybody said, see, I told you, but it was also uh-huh. because they were just learning. As of right now and last month, those two gentlemen were the top new and the top used, and they're ethically, morally doing it the right way. But more importantly is they don't look at a cash deal, a remote deal, virtual deal, or a showroom deal any differently. Once they started making all that money, everybody else in the in the dealership said, well, no, I don't want them getting all those deals. So now the entire top to bottom, $2,000 a copy, every producer, you, you got to have somebody who's going to shatter and go through that glass ceiling. And the first one who goes through, they always take the hit and they always get bloody. The Get More Frank podcast brought to you by AutoFi, A to Z Sync, Vista Dash, The Auto Miner, and iRecon from V Auto. What do you say to the general manager who knows that at home delivery needs to be a part of their arsenal, needs to be a part? of offerings that the dealership has to customers. But the dealers doing the pushback of, oh, look, your PVR is going down. Oh, look, the gross is going down. What do you tell that general manager who's facing that pressure to not give up? If you don't have that infrastructure and nobody wants to do it, I would say to table it until you have some people that do. Because doing it prematurely, you just lose, your stock value goes down as a leader because Mm. it makes it more and more tempting to tap out. The other thing too is, is that you got to have all the friction removed from the associates. Cause a lot of people say, well, here, you got to do remote, you got to do this. But as a leader, my job in my perception is I need to remove roadblocks so they can just hit a button and they can sell, you know, so they don't have to analyze, hold on a second. Oh, wait, what line does this go to? And then they push it into CDK or Reynolds and Reynolds. And then it, it interferes with that. And that takes so long to untangle that fishing line. And if you haven't done all of that as a leader, it's not fair to ask your 
sales managers and finance managers and put a gun to their head and say, you got to do this because I saw this on Frank Lopes's show. It's, yeah. it, it's not that easy. It's the MD Automotive BDC and it's time to get, get more, more Frank. Give me the three things that dealers should be focused on about going into the next season. The number one thing is trust. And I know it's a, it's a buzzword and everybody wants to talk about it or whatever, but I'm talking about deep trust. And the difference between trust at the surface and real true trust looks like this. I train and onboarded this person. He's going to, she is going to do their job and they're going to do it well. And I don't have to question that when they go out there, they're going to say blah, 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 blah. And we practice drill rehearse. We're checking the box. So they're following up and they're using the word track that's in the system. Deep trust looks like this. You've been through similar situations together. You've been through some challenges. You've had hard conversations. You've done corrective actions and they turned around and they're now an amazing associate and you kept them because you held them accountable. And now they trust you and they know that you've got their back, right? So when you say, okay, go out and say this as you're working the deal, they'll tell you just so I'm clear and they're okay being vulnerable. Yes. I don't know if I fully understand that. Can you walk me through why that is? Number two is establishing what your culture is. Ours is trust, ours is integrity. It's no artificial harmony. You know, it's a lot of the, the five dysfunctions of the team. It used to be, no, everything's fine. And then the next day something blows up. Yeah. That's not okay. The third thing is, is to mystery shop your store and mystery shop appraising a trade virtually, remotely, submitting credit app online, going through that journey and then comparing it to a Vroom or a Carvana take a look at the difference. And, and when you start process mapping that and you start seeing the gaps, I mean, it's uh, it's a humbling experience. You just got even more Frank on the Get More Frank podcast. If you found this valuable, and I'm sure you did, share this with everyone in your crew and, and smash, smash that, that subscribe, subscribe button, button so you always know when there is more Frank to get. Thanks for listening to the Get More Frank podcast.